0: Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Father God, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here this morning. Thank you now for empowering your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you to the band. God bless you. Praise God. God is good. All the time, God is good. Well, welcome to Little Falls. Welcome to all the visitors here and to the church. You know, it is the first day of the week, and on the first day of the week, the church usually gathers. We've been gathering for 2,000 years And God's hand is upon His church. We are part of the end time church. And the things that God is about to do is going to be great, powerful, and wonderful. I don't know how you see the future, but we as a church see the future as being bright. You know why I can say that? because we are a praying church. I can understand when people do not pray how they would be full of fear. But because we are a praying church, we have the victory. Okay, let me test that. I want to test the church this morning. The Springboks won against England and will be in the final. Okay, Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that is where our priorities should be straight. When God calls a people together specifically to pray in the week coming, we all, every single person, should come up to the house of God to bring your part And this is what this morning is all about. The time is serious. We need to be serious. I know that Saturday coming, you will enjoy some of the running on a field and all of that stuff. But when it comes to the salvation of men and women and children, when it comes to the things of God, we need a people that are focused and serious, putting their hands on the plow of prayer and focusing and seeing what God wants to do. I have a message for us today that God is about to do great things. He's been working under our noses, preparing to do the greatest work this world has ever seen. The final of this coming week's rugby will not be a match on what Jesus Christ is about to do for this nation. Amen, Amen. praise God for that. And I've got some good news for you. You need some good news. Those who listen over the internet, they need some good news. Do you want some good news, church? I'm going to give you the best news you can ever hear 1 Peter 5, verse 8. I'll give you a minute to get there. That's why you should be in a prayer meeting this coming week, because this is good news. The Scripture, the Word of God says to us this day, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Okay, here's the good news for you. You have an adversary. Isn't that great? You have an adversary and only you can put him in his place. That is why when you don't get into the match, getting into this final end time world plan of God, your adversary is like a roaring lion and he devours for yourself, for your family and for your future. This is the time to pitch up. This is really the time. It's not the time to go to a butchery and get some meat. It is time to get some meat in the Word of God and to prepare your heart to do some battle. It's the most powerful thing I have probably learned in this church and from Pastor Harold. It is to stand strong in times of trouble and we have been standing strong for the people that have been with this church for many years, that have fought the good fight and are still continuing the good fight. I wanna tell you, this is the hour to get busy for your God because your adversary is not lazy. We've spoken about that. He doesn't have a lazy hair on his head. God is busy. So the problem is that sober-mindedness and to be watchful and to identify the hour we are in needs. This kind of church, please go with me to Revelation, the book of Revelation 3 from verse 15. It is a good day to speak to oneself. It is a good day to take stock. It is a good day to ask yourself, am I still in the game? Am I still fighting the good fight of faith? Because this is the hour we are living in. The Lord is saying to the church, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot, I wish that you were cold or hot. The terrible thing about lukewarmness is that the adversary becomes God. Oh, you've got to hear what I'm saying. Instead of having Satan and his demons as an adversary, which we do have, When a person becomes lukewarm, God becomes your adversary. Because the Lord says, I will, I will spit out such people. And we are literally in the church age where lukewarmness is at the order of the day. We've been young, but now we are old and we are cold. Not so. (laughs) I refuse. You must refuse that. Never let God become your adversary because you lose, I lose, we lose. But the moment a person becomes focused, the enemy loses. And this is the hour truly of spiritual, proper spiritual warfare where you focus upon what God wants for the future. I know your deeds. So, the reason why this is mentioned is because the deeds of people are lukewarm. God wants an on fire church that loves Him. God is literally talking about a relationship here. Have you seen when two people meet one another and you are young and you are passionate? You know, you don't touch your girlfriend like, oh, little sweetie, it's mine. I love her, you know? Imagine, oh, my little sweetie. No, man, that's not passionate. You know, we, we must be passionate. So God says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold. And I have the amplified, the new amplified. It says here, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold, invigorating, refreshing, nor hot, healing, and therapeutic. I wish that you were cold or hot. So because of your lukewarmness, this is a hard word, because I apply this to me. I cannot apply it to you. This is for us, the church. So because you are lukewarm, spiritually useless... And neither hot nor cold, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich, I have prospered, I've grown wealthy and have need of nothing. You do not know that you are wretched and miserable, poor, blind, naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold that has been heated red hot and refined by fire. The place of the fire is the place where you get into the presence of God. When you get and you meet God in that place, and then God meets you. And what comes out of that place is birthed a refreshing that you have not experienced in your journey or maybe in a while. And it happens in the area of spiritual warfare. Because I know in our normal quiet time, you know, it is the intimate, loving, caring talk with God and spending time with God. But when it comes to the business of my future, I must tell you, when it comes to the business of the future of this nation, the future of a nation is on the lips of a praying church. That's it. And when we do business this coming week, we will take God at His word. We will take God at His word. Because every time we as a church have come together like this, Every time what came out of that, do you remember the doubt we had? Do you remember that night we prayed and it started raining? Do you remember that? Now God has got a meeting with every person. Whatever your needs may be, whatever your problems may be, it is. Time to get into the presence of God that those things might be dealt with finally. And it is not a lukewarm getting into God's presence. It is getting into God's presence, staying in God's presence and addressing our adversary. I know your deeds. We buy gold from God in the place of the fire. That's the place God meets his children, in the fire. So, and I've realized, I've come to realize over the preparing this week that God loves a good fight. God is a fighter. Let me tell it to you. I don't know the picture you have of God. It's not Father Christmas. It is Father God, passionate, powerful, That is the God we serve. So be bold in God's presence with your requests. 1 John 5 verse 4 says, And whatever is born of God overcomes the world. In other translations it says, Whoever is born of God overcomes this world which means a person must be born again to overcome this world. A person must be born again to overcome this world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. The greatest thing about you and me, our faith. Not faith in goods, not faith in commodities, on the stock market, not faith in the bank account, None of that stuff, none of that stuff. This is the hour where a person's faith need to be established in the presence of God because it's going to get tough. It's going to get tough. It's going to get tough around this world. It's, it will not get better. This world is going in the direction, why? Because we can see what the enemy wants to do with Israel. You see, the church in Israel always walk like this, one next to another. And you can see what happens with Israel. Israel is preparing for a war, not with Hamas. Hamas is nothing. What is on its way to Israel is much greater than you think. Much, the nations, and unfortunately, I must say, South Africa as well, is pointing their guns at Israel. But while there's a church in this nation, we should fall on our knees and call upon our God. We don't pray that people should die but we pray that God's will be done. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. The kingdom of God is the gospel revelation of the good news of Jesus Christ. It is not, Lord, kill the Palestinians. I nearly said politicians. <laughs> Please, Lord, don't kill them yet. <laughs> we, we just need to pray for them, you know. But there are three things that never goes away, okay? Three things that never goes away. It is the world, it is the flesh, and it is the devil. Three things that remains until Christ returns. But until Christ returns, I have a responsibility. Now I have become a grandfather. Many of you don't know that, but that's a good thing to me. I have a responsibility for that little baby to be the most on power Christian, faithful Christian, word based Christian, prayerful Christian that I can be for my nation, for my church, for my family, for my children and for me. My best version have not arrived yet. So The world, the things of this world must grow strangely dim. The flesh must be put under. Let me say it to you. If there is no prayer in a person's life, then you cannot put the flesh under. You cannot walk in the spirit. You cannot grow in the spirit. Your faith is stagnant and the enemy loves it. Oh, he loves it when I am just, Sorry for that word. So, and you know what? We we are the most privileged generation. This earth has been a chessboard. This earth, there's always a move of God and then a counter move. When God created the angels, Satan took one third away. Then God created man, Adam, in his image and likeness, And Satan took the authority that Adam had away from him. You see, there's always a counter move. Then God, there's so many things he did. Then God, there's Noah. God raised up one man to put in a boat because in that boat, we were there. And that's focused on the rapture that will happen. God will put the righteous with their families in the boat. And the boat will be a resurrected body. A body that will be raised up into the heavens. Then God raised up Abraham. Abraham, the father of our faith. And Satan always have a counteraction. Satan raised up Nimrod. Nimrod, Babylon in this world system. And then it goes on. God raised up Moses to get his people out of Egypt. Pharaoh wanted to keep them in Egypt. But God said, let my people go. There's always a counter move of God to get his people going. Then there is, you'll find later many men God raised up. And then you find there's 400 years of silence. And then suddenly, Suddenly, out of nowhere, literally nowhere on earth, there came a man, and from his birth, Satan tried to kill him. But then that man tried to kill the Savior, and he did. He got it right. He got what he wanted. He put him on a cross, but he did not know that on the third day, Jesus Christ will be raised from the dead. whatever is born of God overcomes this world. Now, because of that resurrection, now we have been resurrected and being born again by the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, there's a certain part of Christianity that says the blood does not work anymore. What is spiritual warfare? None of that stuff. To that part, I feel sorry. It's like, You know, I've heard that when they go and visit people in the hospitals, it's kind of like, here's a sick person. What must you do? When they do a hospital visitation, they say to the person, If you don't know what that means, is that this is your lot. Deal with it. But yet by the blood of Jesus Christ, by His stripes, we have been healed That is the message of the cross. The message of the cross is that God is still resurrecting. God is still healing. God is still empowering. The Holy Spirit is still working in our nation, in our church, in our lives, in my life. The Holy Spirit is in charge of His church. So, praise God. And then God did the most amazing thing. He poured out His Spirit. He poured out the Holy Spirit. And we still have the Holy Spirit today leading and guiding us, showing us things, helping us, getting the church clean. He's sorting out, God is sorting out His church. So the DNA of the church, the real DNA of the church, is in an area of warfare. The real DNA. Do you know that every writer in the New Testament wrote about spiritual warfare. Everyone in the New Testament wrote about spiritual warfare, standing against our adversary. And our adversary is now, he's now putting really everything into it. And it is up to us in South Africa to pray for our government, not against our government. That is a mistake. To pray for, our government, to pray for this nation, to pray for the church. And you know what what was birthed in me over this weekend? It is the season of making requests in the presence of God. It is the season of requesting things specifically from God. Where do I get that? Philippians 4 verse 6. Philippians 4 verse 6 says, be anxious for what? Just be anxious when Monday arrives, you know. Be anxious. Be, be anxious for nothing. But it says here, But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. If there is no requests being made known to God, God will not answer. God will honour that request. If no requests are made we should by this coming weekend actually go and sit down and write out specifically what we want from God so that we might present that to God as we press into the Spirit that God might answer our requests. It says here, what is, when we've made our requests, something is going to happen to us. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. That is the way you guard your heart and your mind, is by making requests. And actually believing in those requests that God is going to answer this specific thing. This specific thing needs to be answered. God, Lord, I am pressing into this, this coming weekend. So everything, okay, it's not about everything by prayer. Everything needs to be answered in prayer. Everything. It is time to get those lukewarm prayers out. Die, die, let, let, me, let me say it. Sorry for saying it this way, but this is what comes up in my mind. Those sissy prayers. There's a lot of sissy prayers going into the presence of God. And God, I cannot answer this. What is this? It's not even mixed with faith. Is there someone that will come to me and present himself to me? so that I might answer him. Is there someone in this church that needs a breakthrough? Is there someone that will take the time and spend the time to press into the presence of God? Is there someone here today? Because it will get worse. If we get into the presence of God, I must tell you, there is no person that can stay at home. Sell your television. Bring the money to the church, okay? There's a lot of things we can do with your stuff. All right? I actually mean it. Like I said the previous time, we'll come around to your homes, and we'll go and see what stuff are valuable. <laughs> we'll help you. We, we, we are open on some evenings, We'll come and take the stuff that hinders you. You know, that million in the bank account. If it takes so much of your attention that you cannot get to a prayer meeting, we'll come and fetch it. (laughs) Free of charge, you don't even have to pay for the petrol. (laughs) But church, it's quite serious actually. I wanna show to you that we need to be like King David. We need to be like him. Every single time I see this piece of Scripture, the Lord always shows me something new. 1 Samuel 17:48. It says, "Yes, So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to me David. David did what? David, you know, took in the army, we did the death march. Have you seen the death march? You do this at funerals. Anybody seen it? It's like this, and then your feet goes out and let extras go. Up. You know, it's like how the other Russians march. But in any case, David did a death march to the battlefield. No, 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 no. Listen to this. Then David, the little boy, hurried and ran towards the army. He did not run towards. Goliath, David ran towards the army. That's what the Word of God says. David did not have just Goliath in mind. He wanted to fight the lot. (laughs) Oh, that's so powerful. That is the attitude of a soldier of Christ. And ran towards the army to meet the Philistine. You know, some people run away from the battlefield. It is time to run into the battlefield. Get there. Run there. Take the time. Quickly, quickly. Friday night. You know, if, if your boss says to you, sorry, you have to work, then you say, I don't know what you're going to say to him. I cannot tell you what you must tell him, but I'll put in a day's leave. That's, that's what I'll do. But most of us do not work at night. Okay, I've got you, all right. Then David, listened to this. Then David put his hand in his back, took out the stone and slung it and struck the Philistine in the forehead. This happened in split seconds. He ran into battle. He had his weapons already with him. Immediately he took it out and he slung him. Just like that. That's the way we should be when it comes to spiritual warfare. Because the devil will try every single thing this week. Because he knows that you are going to make requests in the presence of God and he does not want those requests to be answered. So if he's gonna keep you busy. So David prevailed, verse 50. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore, again, again, David ran and stood over the Philistine, took his sword and drew it out of his sheath and killed him and cut off his head. Time to chop, chop. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. That can be in a song. When they saw their champion was dead, they fled. Church, I'm going to encourage you now with this. Ephesians 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame with Him in love. See, like Saul. You know, when Saul was made king, When they went to look for him, this is now a king. What did Saul do? He hid behind the implements. And God had to show him, show the prophet, there he is behind the implements. It is no time to cower, but now to tower. There's no time like that now. Now. And as I finish now, I want to read to you a beautiful thing that God is going to do for many people in this place. In Isaiah 54, from verse 1 to 4, I want to read to you. It's actually good to go and mark this in your Bible. If you have a Bible with you, Isaiah 54, from verse 1, it says here, Sing, O barren. You have not born, you who have not born, break forth into singing and cry aloud. There's going to be loud cries in our church this coming weekend. You who have not labored with child, there's many things God wants to labor for his people, bring into birth for you. There's coming things into birth suddenly, quickly. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married women, says the Lord. Enlarge the tent, the place of your tent, and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen the cords. Lengthen your time in prayer now. Lengthen the time you spend in God's presence now. It's the time where you make requests. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare lengthen the cords and strengthen the stakes, for you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Do not fear. For you will not be ashamed, neither be disgraced, for you will not be put to shame. For you will forget the shame of your youth and will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. You see, by prayer, we will be fruitful By prayer, we will expand. By prayer, we will strengthen our families. By prayer, we will expand. By prayer, we will inherit. By prayer, we will expand. By prayer, we will not be fearful. By prayer, we will expand. By prayer, we will not be disgraced. We will not be shameful and we will not be reproached because we will be in the presence of the Almighty God. Stand up to your feet and give the Oh, Jesus, a praise offering. Come on, church. Shout out His name. Shout out His name. Praise His name in this place. Yes. Father, we bless You. We praise your Almighty God. Oh, church, I don't know how I can say that even more. That is vital for the future of this nation, for the future, Your future. To be in church now, like never before. Tonight we are having a revival service in this place. Please do not watch the reruns of the Springboks. I, I heard it's depressing. Here's the word, overcome, what overcome means. Overcome means, it means an action or an occurrence or a state of existence. It means to subdue, to conquer, to overcome, and to prevail. And then it means to be passionate and to be dynamic. That is who you are. Please lift up your hands in the presence of God. Father God, Lord, as we would gather tonight officially in this place in the name of Jesus, Lord, we know that tonight things will happen in the Spirit. You are going to touch people. Father God, it is as well the time to bring the unsaved to church. Oh God, as we commit to seek your face, you said those who knock, it will be opened to them, Father. And now we come into that mode of knocking until God, you open up the door of blessing to be poured out upon your church, upon the nation, and upon every single family in this place. Father God, as your people go out, bless them, keep them, and make your face to shine upon them. In Jesus' mighty name. And all of us say, Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.